in this series called Who is God? Um, and a lot of times people know some about God. They know some of God. They know about his power. They know about his ability and they know about miracles. But a lot of times they don't know about his nature of who he really is. And <coughs> excuse me, as we go through um, the word looking at he reveals himself in his name in several places in the Bible matter of fact there's a thing hanging on the wall back there that has all kinds of names of God and we're not going to cover all of those but we'll be covering quite a bit and so today as we set into this I want you to understand God wants to reveal himself to you last week was probably my favorite message in this whole series and we looked at Jehovah Sidkenu. You say, well, what in the heck does that mean? It means the Lord is my righteousness. Amen. That I don't carry my own righteousness. I carry and walk by the righteousness of God. It is His righteousness that makes me righteous. And so today I want to look at one that's going to go hand in hand with that. And um, Thank you, baby. Um, and today we're going to look at El Yeshua T. Well, that's a funny name. But the, the plural of it is El Yeshua Tanu. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, I am glad you asked. Let's go to Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. And this is where we first find El Yeshua T. He says here in Isaiah 3, and I'm reading out of the New King James, he said, and in that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me. Everybody say were. Means he's not now. <laughs> Come on. He said, though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and now what does he do? You comfort me. See, we got to get to this point where we understand that God is more concerned about comforting you. All right, I'm going on. Verse 2, and here's where we first see in the original language, El Yeshua T. He said, behold, God is my salvation. Last week we looked at God as my righteousness. El Yeshua T means that God is my salvation. He is everything I'll ever need. He's everything I could ever hope for. He is all that I could ever dream of. My righteousness was not enough, so he became my righteousness. And me trying to save myself is not enough, so he became my salvation. He is everything all-encompassing so that I don't have to try to work this thing out on my own. Because he knew left in my hands... Well, shoot, you leave anything in my hands long enough, I'm going to tear it up eventually. It's just the nature of the beast. When I was little, my mom hated to see. I, I still drive D crazy. We go somewhere and I'm tapping and I'm pecking on something and I'm doing, because I want to know what things are made of. I'm curious. How'd they make that? Um, and so God understood with me, I would try to figure it out. So he said, I'll become your salvation. I'll be your salvation. I'll be salvation for you. So you don't have to try to do anything on your own. So he says here in verse 2, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. See, if we really understood that he was our salvation, then we could really trust 
and not be afraid. God doesn't want you living in a life of fear. That's not what I'm getting into today, but He doesn't want us living through a life of fear. He is salvation so that we don't have to be afraid. <clears throat> and I will trust and not be afraid for Yah, God, the Lord is my strength and song. He has also become my salvation. Verse 3, therefore with joy I will draw water, that's refreshing, out of the well of what? Salvation. Wells of salvation. He says with joy. Salvation is supposed to be all about joy. Well, you don't, you don't take things serious enough. There's a serious thing. No. If I really want to, if I really want to take salvation in its fullness, then it's got to have joy in it. Matter of fact, remember what Romans says. Romans says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. God never intended for us to go. That's how you used to be able to tell who was a Christian or not. The one that had the long horse face. You don't smile. You don't laugh. God forbid you go to a movie. Some of you understand. You didn't go to bowling alleys either. <laughs> Come on. That's not how God wants you. Salvation is about joy. It's about pleasure. You know, he put man in the Garden of Eden. Eden means the place of pleasure. He put man. Your, our first existence was put into the place of God's pleasure. Salvation is God's pleasure. And it's God's pleasure for you. So, <coughs> the word God in verse 2 is the word El. And it, 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 this is where we get El Yeshuati. The word El, Bobby, if you'll bring that up, it is the one who holds authority over all others. He is the mighty one. He is the hero. Behold, the one who holds authority above all others, the mighty one, my hero, is my salvation. Not just God. We read that God. It's just God. No, when we read that, we got to understand what the Jewish people knew. They understood when they saw that word El that he, they were talking about the mighty one. They were talking about the hero. They were talking about the final authority above all authorities. So you see, your salvation is settled in the authority that is above all authorities. There's nothing can break it. There's nothing can shake it. There's nothing can tear it down because it has forever been grounded and founded in L. <laughs> and my salvation is where we get Yeshuati. It's taken from the word Yeshua. Well, you know, one of the names of Jesus. Then they add the T on the end of it to make it me, mine. So Yeshua T, he is my salvation. Now we're going to talk some about salvation today because I'm telling you, the church does not enjoy salvation because the church does not know what salvation really is. We look at it 
as a get out of hell free card. <laughs> that's all I have, never have to worry about it. And, that, and we think that's all there is to salvation. Before we get there, the plural of this is El Yeshua Tinneu. Let's go to Psalm 68. <clears throat> Excuse me. Start out strong, going to finish strong, I'll tell you that. Verse 19, Psalm 68, he says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Well, glory. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I could use a truckload. Not you, okay, then, you know, your salvation provides this for you. Salvation was meant for you to be loaded down to bear. That word load means to bear over. It means to burden one like you overburden an animal. Like a pack mule. Where you put too much on it and his knees starts to buckle. That's what that word loaded there mean. What God is saying here, he said, blessed be the Lord who daily puts more blessing on you, more benefits on you than you can handle. Whew, glory. This is what salvation is. This is your salvation. It is benefits on top of benefits on top of benefits. It is not a big list of do's and don'ts. Get it right. Get it wrongs. Kick you out. Tick all the right boxes and God is pleased with you. He's your salvation. We have been placed back into the garden of his pleasure. <laughs> all right, let's go on. Who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our Tenu. Yeshua Tenu is the Lord for our salvation. So it's not just mine but it's all of our salvation. He has become the God of our salvation. And then he says, think about it. <laughs> now, I said a minute ago that the church does not understand salvation. And I know you say, yes, we do. It means Jesus came on the cross took the world sin so that's not all there is to it <clears throat> that's only part of that word Deb it's only part of the word let's define salvation real quick the word salvation it does mean salvation but it means to rescue it means to deliver it means welfare it means prosperity, it means victory, and it means health. We're not, we're not fully embracing salvation. We're embracing rescue, we're embracing deliverance, but we need to start embracing the welfare that He cares for us. We need to embrace the prosperity that He wants to pour on us. We need to embrace the victory that He wants to put on us. We need to embrace the health. Salvation is much more than you not having to worry about the afterlife. It's about you being loaded down with the benefits that God wants to put on you and you to live in it now. Amen. Oh, glory. Come on. I have to shout for me because, you know. 
Because he is my salvation. He is my health. If you would have heard me Friday, you wouldn't have believed I'd have been able to hear today. So let's look at salvation. There's the definition. Just keep that up for a second, Bobby. The first one I want to look at is deliverance. I'm not going to look at all of these, okay? Because some of them are explained even further in other names that we're going to look at. <clears throat> but the word deliverance, it does mean to rescue from hell, yes. But not just hell. Some of us need delivered from other things in our life. How many of you know deliverance ministry is not a bad thing? Now that doesn't mean everybody's got a demon. <laughs> but that does mean that there are things that have come to our life that we say, God, I need you to get me out of this. There is something that has come upon my life that I can't do on my own, and I need salvation to work in my life. See, we don't use salvation right. <laughs> it's anything. Deliverance works for anything that would dare overtake you. Go to Psalms 33. Psalms 33. I'm reading out of the complete Jewish Bible. I tell you, this is something since I started this series that I've done that I would encourage all of you to do. Start looking at a lot of Messianic Bibles. Messianic Jewish Bibles. The complete Jewish Bible says, A king is not saved by the size of his army. A strong man is not delivered by his great strength. <clears throat> Excuse me. To rely on a horse for safety is vain. Nor does his great power assure escape. But where? But Adonai, but the Lord, but God. But Adonai's eyes watch over those who fear him, over those who wait for his grace to what? To rescue them from death and keep them alive in famine. See, whatever that is. See, we, we, we can experience death in a lot of things, personally, but sometimes other things in our lives die. But we've got to be able to know that our salvation says that I can sit right here. I can wait on God. I don't need what a man can bring. I don't need an army. I don't need horses. I don't need any of this stuff. All I need is my salvation. And my salvation can bring me out of anything that is trying to overtake my life. Your salvation... Kevin, we just don't use salvation right. We think it's... And salvation literally covers every area of your life. Whew. He said, verse 18 again. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. But Adonai's eyes watch over those who fear him. So where's God's eyes right now? Over you. That word fear is not... All right, it's a respect. It's a, it's an admiration. Those who you could, you could even say love. His eyes are watching over you. Why? It watches over those who wait on His grace. Why? Because He wants to see what is about to overtake your life, so He can step in for salvation. Amen. So He can step in and rescue. 
from death and even in a famine and even when the world's going to chaos, we still know that he is my salvation. I get all these things a lot of times and people send me all these end time this and end time that and, you know, prophecy this and prophecy that. And I was on the phone with Phyllis one day and uh, it was just a couple weeks ago and she was asking me about something and I said, listen, don't, is everybody hear me here? Don't fall for the fear of the end time things. Trust your God. Is Jesus coming? Yeah. Is there bad things in the world? Yeah. But even worse than the bad things in the world, you know what's greater? My God. Everybody looks at Revelation as some big scary book at the end of the world when the first few sentences of Revelation says it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. We worry about all this stuff. We need to find Jesus in it. <laughs> it's because he's in everything and everything that would come and everything that would happen we've got to know that he is my salvation he's not going to quit being my salvation no matter what the government does no matter what the world does his eyes are always going to be on me to watch me, to rescue me to keep me alive he shall provide his name will not change Psalms 91 I'm trying to decide if I'm old. <laughs> Psalms 91, verse 14. I'm reading out of the Names of God translation. Another good sacred names translation. It has roots in the Messianic community. I got a bunch of them, folks. <laughs> I love this one. He says, because you love me, I will rescue you. Okay. Done. That's it. Ted, no matter what else happens, that's all I need. I don't even need to read the rest of it. Do you love God? There's your answer. Because you love me, I will rescue you. Why? Because my name is Jehovah Yeshua T. My name is your salvation. I don't need anything else. But we'll read on. Because you love me, I will rescue you. I will protect you. Why? Because you know my name. You, you know his name. See, this is why salvation has to be more than just the end time hell thing. It is a right now benefit load top on top of you, burden you down with benefits thing. It's a now thing. It's not a future thing. We use salvation as some future thing. No, it's a now thing. And he says, because you love me, I'll rescue you. I will protect you. Why? Because you know my name. <laughs> you know my name. <clears throat> when you call to me, I will answer you. I, I started doing that this week with this, with, as I was finishing touches here. I started just praying to him that way. God of my salvation, my deliverance, my rescue, my health, my prosperity, my victory. God, see, when we call to him, he says, I will hear you and I will answer you. Why? Because you know my name. You can't 
the rest of these series. You've got to hear these names because whatever's going on in your life, he's got a name for that. He's got a name for every issue of your life. Oh, glory. Thank you, Shirley. When you call to me, I'll answer you. I will be with you when you are in trouble. Well, where's God? Right there. Where's God? See, our problem is, is we look too much at the trouble and not at who's with us in it. Peter started looking at the trouble, not who was with him. And I'm, trust me, I don't We know Peter's the only other one that walked on water twice. Don't forget he had to get back to the boat. <laughs> we forget that part, don't we? He said, I will be with you in trouble. I will save you and honor you. And look at verse 16. I will satisfy you with long life. And I will show you how I will save you. I'll show you how I'll save you. So that is El Yeshuati. El Yeshuati God, my salvation. God, our salvation. The second part of the definition I want to look at is prosperity. You say, prosperity, oh great. I know we, prosperity, the prosperity gospel's got a bad rap. <laughs> because we've made it about greed. Okay. I guess I'm the only one who feels that way. Let me tell you something. God is not opposed to you having. Matter of fact, God wants to put more resources on you than you can stand. He wants to overload you with more blessings. That's what it said in the scripture we read earlier, remember? He loadeth us with benefits. <clears throat> but we've made prosperity, we, we treat prosperity the same way we treat salvation, as a one-trick pony. Listen to this definition of, of prosperity. Go ahead, Bob. Prosperity means to push forward, to break out. See, not just money, but when God says he wants you to prosper, isn't that what Paul wrote? Beloved, I wish above all things that you be in health and prosper, even as your soul prospers, even the way your spirit broke out, he wants your life to break out too. God wants to push you forward. He doesn't want you going backward in life. He wants you going forward. But some things have happened. I've got bumps in the road. That's okay because he's going to push you. How many of you know being pushed somewhere sometimes make it easier than being pulled? See, God's not about dragging you along. He's about pushing you till you go into your destiny. Knowing that he's always behind you. Webster defines prosperity as this. It means to advance or to gain in any good or, or anything good or desirable. Yes, it could be money. But what if I need my family to prosper? What if I need my family to advance? What if I need my children to advance? Well, then I say, El Yashuati, my salvation, 
I need my kids pushed forward. I need my kids to advance. I, they need, they've got visions. They've got dreams. They've got things inside of them that they need to do. And so I can declare his name. <coughs> it's to gain any good or desirable. Prosperity means success, successful progress. Successful progress in any business. See, we've made it all about money, but what if, well, I want the dog to show up on my front porch with the sack of money in his mouth. But what if he puts you in a place where you can make money? Well, now, I don't want to work. <laughs> well, what if the place where God wants to put you will bring you more than if you stood on your own and he just decided to bless you? <laughs> Prosperity is more than a dollar sign. It's about success. God wants you successful. It means attainment of the object desired. Amen. El Yashati, God of my salvation. God who wants me to advance, who wants me to progress, who wants me to do right, who wants to push me forward and never let me slide back. Oh, glory. I just got a couple more scriptures for you this morning. Psalms, where are we going, Reese? Psalms uh, 35. Psalms 35, 27 from the New King James Version says, Let them shout for joy. That means God's releasing you to shout for joy. You're just not comfortable shouting. Try it sometime. Step outside of your box. Let it loose. We're going to get Jody broke free one of these days. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, the Lord is magnified. Now look, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. <clears throat> God takes pleasure when you prosper. He's the one who brings prosperity to you and he brings prosperity to you and then he smiles about it. You think you're enjoying your prosperity? He's enjoying giving it to you. Hey, Bobby, there is a, uh, a quote I put in those announcement slides. Will you bring it up? It's on a black thing. I thought of that when I read that scripture. God is more eager to answer than we are to ask. God is more eager to answer. He wants to answer you. It's a desire to answer you. Wants, why? Because, jump back to Psalms 35. Uh, because he said there, he said he takes pleasure in your prosperity. He wants it. Well, I just don't feel like I can ask God for that. Everybody needs this and everybody needs that. And I just don't want to bother God. Yeah, my children never bother me. Well, maybe sometimes. 
But if they come to me and ask me, can I have this, can I have that? Unless it's a donut, I'm not going to say no. There's, there's a line. But, you know, that's why God's a better God, father than I am. He takes pleasure when you prosper. Now, the cool thing about that word prosperity there, you know what it also means? Now, some of you people who understand some Jewish wording will understand this one. It also means shalom. But see, shalom is more than just peace. Bob, definition of shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Nothing, missing, nothing broken. <laughs> That's where God wants you in your life. He takes pleasure in your prosperity. I want to read that verse again, okay? But I want to read it the way it was really written. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, the Lord be magnified who has pleasure to push me forward. He takes pleasure when I break out of whatever's holding me back. He takes pleasure when I advance and when I gain the thing that is good and desirable. He is pleased when I make progress and I'm successful in business or any other thing I try to do. He takes pleasure and pursues when I pursue the object of my desires. Salvation. That's what salvation means. That part of prosperity. He takes pleasure when you do good. He, yeah, salvation means to rescue. Salvation, salvation means deliver. Salvation, but it also means He's your welfare. He's your prosperity. He is your victory. And He is our health. I'm going to leave you with one set of scriptures. And I hope when you pray and you think about salvation from here on out, it's something totally different to you. Because it's bigger than what we've made it. Proverbs, not Proverbs, not Proverbs at all. Psalms. Chapter 20, starting in verse 5, I'm reading now the Tree of Life version, which is another Messianic Bible. The Tree of Life version puts it this way. May he grant you your heart's desires and fulfill all your plans. I could stop there. We're done. We're happy. Why? Because this is what my salvation brought me. He said, he grant your heart's desires and fulfill all your plans. <laughs> Verse 6. We will shout for joy in your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May Adonai fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that Adonai saves his anointed he answers him from his holy heaven with saving strength in, in his right hand. Are you ready? Verse 8's fun. Some have chariots, some have horses, but we remember the name of Adonai, our God.
we remember his name is El Yahshuati, the God of my salvation. And my salvation not only covers my future, but it covers my present, and it loads me down with benefits. Let me pray for you real quick. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. We glorify you in the beauty of your holiness, and we thank you for the magnificence of you, Lord. Father, I thank you for salvation. For you have rescued me, you've delivered me, but you have set me on a course of victory, prosperity, health, welfare. Ah, that salvation restored my life. Back to the garden of your good pleasure. And so, Father, let us always remember your name. Above every other name, these are your names, Lord, and it will change our life forever. In Jesus' name.